Yeah. And I think the Southern food um, and the culture definitely um, goes beyond just the borders. A lot of the comfort foods we have nationally, I think, is definitely Southern inspired. Yeah. And so, again, like she was saying, because we have such a varied food cultural history, we can make an amalgamation of anything. But we're also trying to retain some of the authenticity and, and the respect and the lineage of yeah. those foods. That's great. Welcome to the Startup Heroes Podcast, a place to learn about business from local Chattanooga superheroes sharing their entrepreneurial journey, their superpowers, kryptonite, sidekicks, and villains. You'll learn about the principles and actions it took these founders to build their dreams and hopefully be inspired to do the same. Thank you for listening. All right. Hello and welcome back to Startup Heroes Podcast. Uh, my name is Chris Wood and I'm here with Dylan Wissonat and Michael Lardazabal. And today we have the awesome ladies from Poppyton's Patisserie. Um, so we have... Delana. And? Kendra. And? Amy. Awesome. Uh, so real quick, uh, what what is Poppyton's? What do you do? Okay. Poppyton's Patisserie is a um, small local bakery in town. And we fancy ourselves being a Southern-inspired French patisserie. Uh, so we're trying to take some of the local comfort foods of the South and give them a little bit of a French twist. Uh, everything that we do is handmade, scratch made. We make everything. We don't churn our own butter, but we're getting pretty close. <laughs> um, so right now we're working out our our offerings and um, we're aiming to also include a second aspect to our business, which will be a dessert bar where we'll have nice pairings of desserts and alcohols and all of that and bringing in sort of the higher end desserts to the area. Uh, Kendra, where do you think Poppy Tins is going? So Poppy Tins is going in a couple of different directions. We have one aspect of our business that will be a French patisserie daytime cafe where we will have baguette sandwiches and fresh scratch made baked goods on the daily. And in the evening, we'll flip to a high end dessert bar where we will have alcohol and dessert pairings and You'll be able to come and hang out and sit by the fire and roast house-made marshmallows. So we have two different two different avenues that our business will be straddling in the future. Yeah, that's awesome. And how did you recently grow? We added our new sous chef, Amy. It's me. Amy. So what do you do, Amy? All of the things. No. Um, at Poppyton specifically, I do a lot of the actual hands-on production of our wholesale items. Um, I do a lot of the off-the-top brainstorming that probably nobody asks for, but it's there for everybody. <laughs> and um, I do have a background in marketing, so I've kind of been trying my best to pick what I like and steer everybody else in that direction. But really, we're all kind of on the same page, which is why we work so well together, and um, we're working towards... All three of us kind of collaboratively doing all of those things. So my mission so far has been to kind of start pulling in where everybody works well into the marketing. And um, also baking things is important. I do that too. That's she's, awesome. she's fantastic. Lots yeah. of baking. That's great. So uh, weird question. Y'all, none of you are from the South, but it's <laughs> Southern inspired Bake, bake, pastry yeah, we uh, uh, we have caveats, kind of. We have caveats. So um, I'm a military kid. So okay. the first seven years of my life, I actually lived on the East Coast, predominantly in the South. I used to have a um, Charleston, South Carolina accent. Oh. If you wake me up in the middle of the night every now and then, it kind of comes out again. Um, so 
I try to claim a little bit of a, a Southern history. Uh, definitely uh, my beginning formative years, I remember a lot of being here in the South. And then Amy herself has been all over the South as well. I have spent a decade in Florida, which is kind of not the South. It, it south. depends on where. The Panhandle yeah. is more no, no. and the rest yeah. is like no. throughout North. Yeah, I was, in, <laughs> I was in more tourist areas, but I have lived yeah. all over. I've lived in cities. I've lived out West. I've lived up North. So it's kind of a smattering of... The people and places I've lived around and near are also from the South. So, you know, when you find yourself in an Orlando or a Vegas or a New York, you are not lacking Southern inspiration. There are people from everywhere. Awesome. And my mom is from the South. Okay. She's from Warner Robins, Georgia. Okay. So I grew up with Puddin, uh, even though I was raised in California. No G. No, no G. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Uh, my dad was from New York, so I grew up with coffee and Puddin from my mama. So um, <laughs> we definitely have, a. we all have it in our roots in a very different way, but we collectively came here as adults yeah. in, a, in a different way than being distinctly raised in the South. So do you think that's kind of put you in an advantage where you have some of those Southern roots, but you're not kind of con- constrained to be a Southern-based pastry thing? Because you can take, like, whatever Southern thing and put your own spin on it, and it's still yeah. Southern-rooted, but not. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think Delana and I, having spent most of our life in California, are very familiar with the California cuisine. The so and, the fusion, yeah. the eclectic, the kind of pulling all of those flavors together and, yeah. and marrying them into something new, that's something that we're very familiar with. Awesome. Yeah. And I think the Southern food um, and the culture definitely um, goes beyond just the borders. A lot of the comfort foods we have nationally, I think, is definitely Southern-inspired. Yeah. And so, again, like she was saying, because we have such a varied food cultural history, we can make an amalgamation of anything. But we're also trying to retain some of the authenticity and, and the respect and the lineage of yeah. those foods. That's great. Um, so I'm going to go through each of you, and we're going to find out why are you an entrepreneur? So we'll start with Delena. Uh, I've been running businesses since I was 19. I've been in every industry that you can literally think of. Um, And at a certain point, you realize that you don't necessarily need to work for anyone else. You can work for yourself uh, once you make the leap of faith to do that. Um, I think I've served my time in corporate world. I've also served my time with other entrepreneurs. And between the spectrum of everything I've learned over the last 25 years, I'm trying to take much of those skills, that knowledge, that um, intuition that I've developed over all of those those years and put it towards my own dream goals and hopes. And um, I'm using it as a test case just for myself to see how I can evolve personally as my own person and how I can evolve as a contributor to a community that I really want to be a part of. That's awesome. Sweet. All right. Why are you an entrepreneur, Kendra? Well, I'm Delena's wife, so (laughs) I think that answers that question. (laughs) Um, I think that uh, being with Delena for as long as we've been together has empowered me to make new choices. I was a professional dancer since I was 12 years old, and this is really the first time I've done something outside of that in a very serious career switch way. And, you know, as a dancer, you're, I've always, I've always worked for myself in a, in a myriad of different fashions, but this is the first time that we're really taking that to the next level and building something bigger than outside of my personal being as a dancer, as a personal trainer, as a teacher, it was all based on my, myself as a person. But this is a way to explore that with partners and to be able to develop something for the community, give back to the community, sit inside of the community. Went from a solo sport to a team sport. Word. Yeah. Yeah, okay. exactly. Cool. 
All right, Amy. Well, I have the attention span of a gnat. <laughs> so, uh, no, honestly, I have had former lifetimes in healthcare and in corporate settings and marketing and social media, and I loved all of that. But I'm kind of, I excel at being the ideas person and not so much the just go and do the work every day person. So for me to be in an element where it is made of ideas and that's what drives the business, but not have to be working for somebody else, that's kind of where I like to live. And having lived where I was working for somebody else for so many years um, under my belt now, it's kind of a perfect amalgamation of like, I've wanted to go to culinary school since I was 15 and I know how to do the business side and I know how to come up with the new crazy ideas and I know how to, but I've never had to do all of them together or never gotten to. And so now I get to. Yeah. So it's pretty dope. Yeah. Okay. Uh, This is whoever wants to answer it, but what inspired the name and brand of Poppy Tins? Uh, (laughs) Uh, so Poppy Tins is kind of a combination of loves that Delena and I have. When Delena and I got married, uh, we combined our last names. We're both only children, the last girls with our last names. And so we combined them, and that's kind of where Poppy Tins comes from. So Poppy is the California state flower, which is where we're from. So we will always pay homage to being Californians. I called my grandfather Poppy growing up. And Delena's father was in the Navy and served on the Lexington ship. And so that's why we're called Poppy Tins. People want to enunciate our name because there's an O and call it Poppy Tons. We are <laughs> most definitely Poppy Tins. And that's because it comes from the Lexington ship. Yeah. So, so it's a, yeah. a love of... Some do that and I'm like, I don't think that's right, but I don't a, know enough to say no, but now I do. It's I'm not. It's because it comes directly from yeah. the Lexington ship, which is why the pronunciation is a little bit funky, but it's, yeah. you know, we wouldn't be able to do this business without our families. Yeah. And so it's an homage to... The, the people in our life that kind of helped us get here. That's awesome. Plus, we thought it was going to be really fun to call the bakery the Lexington, and then we realized that we're really close to Lexington, Kentucky. Right. Everything <laughs> that that has, like, had we been on the West Coast or somewhere else, that would have made sense. And then we're like, yeah, we were totally for it. We announced it to my dad, and he felt all special. And then we're like, um, just kidding, just <laughs> kidding. Um, but it, it's still there, and and he knows it's still there. That's so, good. yeah, yeah, that's awesome. All right, uh, so time to break into our superpower segment. Uh, I'm going to start with Kendra and then Amy and Delena. Okay. What is your superpower? <laughs> and Me first, really? Yeah. <laughs> she has a few of them. Uh, like my human superpower in this particular business. Well, I think that's an oxymoron, uh, a human superpower. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, uh, thanks, thanks, Chris. Maybe just, yeah, in your, in your business or just in general, like what you think you're extremely good at or – your unique value proposition. I'm a super taster. Super taster. There's my okay. superpower. Yeah. Explain. I have more taste buds than the average person. So uh, you, you have scientific like data to prove uh, that? 23 and me. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I went to a winery and they were like, nobody can ever taste what's in this particular wine. And I was like, oh, it's hazelnuts. And I was like, people don't know this. And they were like, no. And then right after I did that, my 23 and me test came back and said, I have more taste buds than the average person. And I was wow. like, see, I'm not picky. So I think that's kind of something that is very special about Poppy Tins is that I'm behind everything, tasting everything, and really pushing and pulling those flavors. That's cool. Yeah. That that could actually be a real superpower, too. There you go. (laughs) There you go. All right, Amy. Oh, God. Um, I would say in a general sense as well as in the business, I notice everything. Mm-hmm. Show enough. And I have an answer to everything. Whether it's a good answer or not is is irrelevant. 
but that's being the ideas person. It's very offhanded to me to be doing what I'm doing and noticing everything everybody is doing and being like, hey, why don't you this? And hey, why don't you that? And like, I don't realize I'm doing it. It's just like a, hey, here's an idea when everybody is normally head down thinking about what they're doing and I should also be doing that, but I'm not. Yeah, there's the the visionaries and the, the rock stars and the superstars and yeah. Memory span of a nut. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. All right, and Delena. Uh, I'd have to say that um, I'm very known as a jack of all trades, and I think that carries throughout all the different disciplines that I can do with whatever project and or business I'm doing. So I'm self-taught in all of the disciplines I've ever partake partook in. What? So, there's a question from the audience. One moment. Can I interject? Are you sure I, that's your superpower? I don't know. You tell me. You see 10 steps ahead of everything and I, men are really good at I do that. Okay. okay. <laughs> I was uh, just checking. So, so second maybe foresight. Uh, so um, <laughs> I, I've been involved in every aspect of a business, so I can kind of get into all of it. So yeah. if there's a need or a requirement, I can figure out. A, I've probably done it. So I am very good at solutioning. And then um, as our voice of reason to my my <laughs> left <Jimmy> here <laughs> i also i'm i have a lot of foresight um i <laughs> really can see 17 steps down the road and i reverse engineer everything from a vision and then i can i can make that happen because awesome. i can see what it is cooked and i know exactly what it needs to be able to make it come do you come play real. chess at all I don't because i've i've strictly stayed away from chess because i realize that if i learn how to play chess i probably wouldn't get up that's like I can yeah. get very obsessive. The, and your second it, superpower is the yeah. the chess superpower. And like there's m- millions of permutations on how you can win chess, and yeah. I would want to learn them all. I yeah. like when I talk about going down rabbit holes to yeah. like learn something. I'm not kidding. Like a rabbit cave. Yeah. You know? So <laughs> I, 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 exactly. <laughs> I have I have to self uh, moderate. That's fair. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Uh, on the flip side, what is your kryptonite, or rather, uh, what drains you when you're around it? What's your weakness? What do you if you never had to do this again in your life, you'd, it would still be too soon. Um, and we'll start with Amy this time. This is the weirdest thing in the world. I realize I'm a pastry chef. If I could banish chocolate from the world <laughs> and working with it, it would be gone yesterday. Yeah. I don't like to eat it. I don't like to play with it. I'm good at it. I just don't like it. And it's weird. That. I mean, mine would probably be frappes, so I get what you're saying. Right, right. Like, I I love that people love it, and I love that I can work with it. But if I didn't have to, and I didn't ever have to taste it or eat it or all that, it'd be gone yesterday. That's fair. World without chocolate. It's weird. And bacon. (laughs) And ketchup. Especially chocolate-covered bacon. I would probably rather die. (laughs) Yes, that. All right. Uh, Delana, what's your kryptonite? My kryptonite in the strict of the business sense or just in in the world? Uh, in the sense of the world, um, I think there's so much that could be done better that people do not do better because of motivation or care. So I'm, I'm kind of constantly baffled by sort of half-assed on things. Um, that would be that would be a strong kryptonite for me. Um, in terms of the business sense, at least at this point, um, when the chocolate leaves, I think if the dishes could also go with it, I think that would be fantastic. <laughs> yeah. um, much of the work that I'm sure you do, or especially people that have breweries or like yeah. 90% of it is sanitizing and cleaning. Yeah. And then every now and then you have a really sexy, nice product that comes out at the yeah. end of it, <laughs> but you have to do mountains of dishes to get there. Yeah. So. And when you don't, it adds up a lot. And then it just becomes this huge monumental problem that 
if you just kept up with it in the first place, never would have been an issue. Uh, yeah, there's been a lot of, <laughs> there's, there's been a, a handful of crash bangs where the, the pile has literally gotten too tall and, and uh, then all of a sudden everyone's climbing off the ceiling because they got scared by all the dishes that have come <laughs> out of us. But we're, we're, we're pretty expedited on it nowadays. But So if we ever hit the lottery, it's brand new dishes and brand new socks every day, no repeats. Yeah, yeah. yeah pretty much. Yeah, I like right. it. <laughs> and Kendra? Um, I think it'd be being an emotional being. I I feel people, I feel things, I feel the weight of the world on my shoulders. Um, so pulling out of the emotions into the pragmatic, which I'm sandwiched between <laughs> two is. incredibly pragmatic women, which yeah. is wonderful. Maybe it takes two of them to balance me out. I don't know. You're an um, she is. Yeah. And the two of, of us and our stoic natures uh, still is working on trying to balance out the, the, the empath. <laughs> um, the calibration yeah yeah okay. yeah we're a good team good yeah team. it's it's a really good skill until it's not you know mm. it's it's really helpful until yep. it keeps you up or makes you not make a decision and then you're like why didn't i make that decision yeah but, you yeah. feel it in your soul yeah and it's yeah. like this is just you know i'm just making a cup of coffee i don't need to feel this strongly about it <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. all right so with what you know now what decision would you have made differently with your business uh, hindsight's twenty twenty. I know that's kind of taboo to say now because twenty twenty sucked. But um, or and an, also a potential answer is you're happy with where you're at and you wouldn't have made any decisions differently. I think had we been able to do what we needed to do, I would have gotten Amy here sooner. Yeah. Uh, COVID. And, COVID. And, yeah. COVID and all of yeah. that really got in the way. Um, for myself. I honestly don't think we would change anything. We've been really fortunate launching a business literally in the middle of COVID. We launched on, we were supposed to launch earlier in the year, but we officially launched on the 19th of June. Mm. And 2020. Of 2020. And we've grown, we've sustained, we've met people. Um, we've been, to our awareness, been successful and it's because I think we committed, we committed hard, but we also have a community here in Chattanooga that if, if you build it, they will come, they will help you set up, they'll sell the t-shirts for you and they'll come back again. <laughs> um, so we're, I think we feel a lot of gratitude and I don't think we would change anything because in a sense, launching a food-based business, which is one of the hardest things to do, the margins are slim, during a pandemic, I, like, why would you do this? But we did. Um, <laughs> It gave us the opportunity to sort of get out in the world without having the full weight of having to be a fully cooked business. We were able to almost go out in like beta, yeah. you know, we beta tested product. Yeah. yeah. It was and, an Apple release. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, so we, Kendra and I have always um, prefaced ourselves in the way that we move through the world that if anything needs to change, we're just going to pivot. It's not a failure. It's not a whatever. If we get to a crossroads and we have to make di different decisions, we are excited to evolve and just pivot. Yeah. So doing our business during this time, I think we've learned so much and we've been well-received. I, I can't think of anything that we would necessarily need to change. I, I don't know if it would take away the the specialness or the mysticism that we already have. You know, as Rascal Flat says, God bless this broken road that led me straight to you, you know? Yeah. Yep. You know, you, you guys wouldn't be who you are today without the good and bad things that have happened. And, you know, like you said, failures aren't failures yeah. un until you don't learn anything from them. So. And trial by fire. Mm -hmm. Like with everything. I mean, we had to jump through hoops and we stopped and started. And, you know, um, the place that we work out of had to stop a couple of times because of COVID 
yeah. testing and and you just you do it mm. you do it and if you committed you're just going to keep doing it That's awesome so you agree oh absolutely yeah. yeah i mean say yes and then figure it out is a a, a root <laughs> belief um so we the, the entrepreneur's motto. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess it was from a dance teacher that I had oh, followed nice. since I was 10 years old. Yeah. And so it was, it's kind of it's been a motto since since then. And we did. We figured it out. I think if we had launched with the full dessert bar concept that we had wanted to, I'm we're not we wouldn't be where we are today. We wouldn't be sitting in this room with you right now. And I okay. think we're supposed to be here. So oh. it's absolutely went the way that it was supposed to go. I agree. Amy should have been here sooner, but she was on the other end of the phone yeah. the whole time until she arrived in person. She's here in spirit. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Was. Yep. I have nothing to add. Cool. No. Why Chattanooga? I mean, Californians, New Yorkians, um, you know, Chattanooga is the South, but it's not the South, you know. Capital it's the S. South. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. It is, but it's really close to the Sweet Tea line, you know. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, why Chattanooga? There's so many other cool <laughs> cities. and We have friends here. So, like I mentioned, I was a dancer, and I have a friend that I've danced with all over the country for years and years and years. And she was constantly preaching about how beautiful Chattanooga was. It's an entrepreneurial city. Like Delena said, if you build it, they will come. And uh, cost of living is uh, 46% cheaper than the Bay Area where we came from. So we were like, well, let's just check it out. Um, Delena and I, at the time that we moved to Chattanooga, were actually headed to Portugal. We were going to go truck around Europe for three or four years and, you know, come back and figure it out. She, at the time, was brewing beer. We were going to go on a tour and, you know, talk about all sorts of different... We were headed to, in a completely different direction. And um, I ran into Jules, who's uh, a friend of mine here. She has the pop-up project and um, I ran into her here, and uh, she reminded us of Chattanooga, and we were like, let's go check it out. Yeah. We moved in April of 2018, and I was enrolled and in culinary school and in New York City July 3rd of 2018. I, I stayed behind to <laughs> learn the area, network, meet people, partake in all of the business entrepreneurial uh, services that Chattanooga has. Um, we also did a ton of research that before we came here. To, to make sure that we would be safe and well-received and that it had some of the things that we needed in yeah. life here. And um, it just, everything really aligned. And I can say we were living in a different city for a short time before we came here, which was not the place we wanted to be. And yeah. the second we rounded the bend and saw the bridges, the green, the river. The brick buildings. The brick buildings, which from... California, like with we all the earthquakes, we were like, look how tall that brick building is. It freaked us out. But anyway, <laughs> as soon as we rounded the corner and saw sort of downtown, we were like, uh-oh. And we moved oh, here wow. sight unseen. Yeah. You know? That's we, awesome. So. That's amazing. Chattanooga yeah. is a cool spot. Yeah. I yeah. Love it. Almost right. been here four years. So we're going to break into the last, second to last section real quick. And then Dylan's going to take over the rapid fire section. Um, but before we get there, so where can people find you? What's your social media handles? Like, how do they engage with you? Amy, you want to take that one over? So phys physically, they can find us right now at Proof Barn Incubator, which is on MLK, um, 422. I, we also wholesale items to various coffee shops around town. Um, shout out to Be Caffeinated. Um, Online, we are most active, I would say, on Instagram right at the moment. We're still building out um, a couple of new platforms. But um, you can follow us there at Poppy Dance Patisserie. Um, Facebook page, Poppy Dance Patisserie. 
more to come elsewhere. So stay tuned. Everywhere that we are, you can find us under Poppy Tins. We're the only one. Yeah. So yeah. definitely unique. Um, all right. And then what do you want people real quick just to know about you? Like what what's your thing? What what do you wish if in two sentences, you know, if you were elevator pitching to someone, what would you want them to know about Poppy Tins? Everything is a hundred percent scratch made. We use super fine ingredients and we physically make every component and part of our product. And we're super proud about that. And um, everything is just a labor of love with intention and gratitude in it. Same. Absolutely. Um, You won't find a better mix of people, places, ideas, ingredients, and things in any other singular business in this city. All right. Uh, Dylan is going to take it away with the rapid fire section. We're going to do five minutes and five to ten questions, and yeah. All right, so Amy, we can start with you and then just go down the go down the line. So one, what's your favorite book, business and non-business? I don't know if I have a favorite business book. I just started reading a new one. It's called Grit. Um, the author escapes me at the moment since I just started reading it, but it's um, a really interesting common sense once you start reading it. Look at you don't have to be the best at something. You don't have to be the smartest and you don't have to have God-given talent to still beat the shit out of everybody else in the same arena. So I love that. Um, I think that my favorite personal book, God. The Book of Virtues. Are you familiar with it? I'm not. It is not a fire rapid fire answer, but it is an amalgamation of stories shorter and long that speak in different avenues to virtues. Um, I'm probably painting myself in a light that if you knew me, you would laugh at me speaking on, but it is a really interesting, um, different path for each story. Fantastic. Very cool. What's your favorite book? Uh, personally, memoirs of a geisha back to my teenage years fell in love with that book and the the uh, visualization um business i'm struck between past career and present career um the talent code very interesting book talking about where pockets of talent come from and uh business model generation generator 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 business model generator great book i know the name of it clearly very well yeah i think the business uh, model generator is a great book for people that are really starting out um when we, we start looking at a lot of the business information out there, it's just, it's too dense. And the business uh, model generator just cuts to the chase and it really gives someone a toehold to be able to do that. Um, my personal favorite um, business books are, I really like a lot of stuff that's written by Peter Drucker. He is, he is the godfather of business. If you look at most business books out there, they somehow lean on his prior works. Um, and my personal favorite books are is going to be the golden compass series by philip pullman i think they literally changed my life this is really good um so and then next is what's your favorite restaurant in chattanooga you would start (laughs) with me we don't let her out so yeah i'm um i'm captively held at home we all we also live together so we work together we live together um it's a very holistic relationship we still like each other (laughs) um so that being said it with covid i just recently actually moved a couple months a few months ago so um i have been nowhere and so i really like proof is all i know which is where we work fair enough yeah i'm can i pick more than one absolutely okay great um neutral ground little oso uko and uh calliope Nice, nice yeah cool yes Yes, 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 yes,
Awesome. Uh, next question is, who's your favorite superhero? Is it me again? We're just going to keep doing it this way? Great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, um, I'm not, I don't know. I don't superhero. I like, I like Superman because he's a regular ass dude half the time. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I also don't superhero. I'm so sorry. I like, yeah. Is Venom, Venom's like an anti-superhero. Anti-hero? Anti. I like that about him. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. That guy. Deadpool? We'll oh, Deadpool. Deadpool. We're a Deadpool yep. kind of crowd. Deadpool. I like Ziva on NCIS. She's not a superhero. <laughs> You're going to, we'll she be here the rest of the day hero. if we talk about it. She was Massad. She was Massad. Massad is pretty superhero. She's a badass, yeah. yeah. It's true. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite band? Oh, dude. Does it have to be an actual band? Or are we just talking musical artists? Just musical artists. Oh, well. Do you want me to answer for you, Amy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my personal favorite band is Beats Antique. Uh, they're a, like eclectic electric music band, uh, very big in the festival scene in California. And I used to dance and perform with them and tour with them, which was one of the highlights of my career because I love their music desperately. So Fantastic. to have the boys on stage right behind you, best feeling in the world. I used to work in the musical industry, so um, it's hard to narrow it down. Um, I've promoted a ton of bands from you know early early '90s to the 2000s. Um, if I were to pick one artist that I'm sort of inspired by right now, I'm I'm really loving Vince Staples. Okay. Yeah. I'm just going to go super mainstream, I guess. And I don't have a f- favorite. Amy. Liar. Lies. Don't lie. Lies. <laughs> it depends on the day, but it's usually Eminem. And if it's not Eminem, it's it's pink or it's corn. So oh, it's, I nice. know. Most days it's Eminem. It's Eminem. Okay. He's one of my right. husbands. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. We go way back. Yes. yes. Amy can tell you everything. His Eminem. birthday is coming up in 16 days. Yes. Indeed. She loves Eminem. Very yes. good. Uh, so, so what's your favorite thing to make? Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> For instance. I like it. <laughs> That's not a lie. My dad's Italian. I, gr- I did not bake until maybe a handful of years ago. I was always a cook. I wanted to go to culinary school since I was like 14. I wanted to not bake because it was way too sciencey for my tastes. Um, now I'm an anal lieutenant asshole who wants everything to be exactly right, so baking is perfect for me. But um, I grew up making meatballs and sauce, and so there's definitely, I think everybody in the food industry, right, is like, my parents and my family and my childhood, my, but it's like, that's real. That's where memories yeah. start, and so I have yet to make sauce since I've lived here, but that's kind of like when I go into my little happy place is making my dad's sauce. You, you made sauce at work, at least? I did. That's not my sauce. Oh, no? No. That's no, a pizza sauce. Like, pizza sauce. My dad would was turn it? in his grave if he was oh. dead. It was like 20 <laughs> gallons worth and it was delicious. It was all the sauce, yes. Yeah. I love making tacos. I'm like <laughs> California through and through. Give me a yellow corn tortilla and I'll bring tacos home. Um, at work, though, or sweet. I mean, I, I mean, I've just, for example, I was making a galette the other day, which is an open-faced, hand-folded pastry. And I have memories, again, of my early childhood making those with my dad. So making one for work is pretty cool we're like an intro to chopped over here yeah. next i'm gonna be like i got out of jail and then i got tired of my career yeah uh i i like making at least for the business side of things i like making anything i can doll up so when we get to plate it and make it look super fancy and like i have to use tiny little tweezers and shake like i'm trying to play operation and put the little mint on it um i like making those i like the detailing and the finishing work um, and we like that she likes that we do yeah I get a kick out of it. And then uh, we make a, a wide variety of vegan food. And for some reason, it seems like I'm the vegan maker. So I've been really enjoying that and um, learning how to make really delicious vegan stuff that you can't even tell the difference. And that's that's my hopefully going to be my legacy at some point. Fantastic. And then last question, Harry Potter, Star Wars, or Lord of the Rings? No. 
Harry Potter. I've not seen any of them. Am I am I a horrible <laughs> yeah. person? Yeah. No, that's not true. I'm so old, guys. Here we go. All right. Harry Potter, the first one movie, came out when I was a freshman in college the first time. And I think I saw it. Maybe. It was so memorable that I can't tell you if I saw it or not. I didn't read them. I've never seen any of my Harry Star Wars. Star Wars happened when I was a kid. One of them. I saw part of something. There's a big hairy guy. Yep. Right? Yeah. Amy. Yeah. I honestly, I mean, this is not a short answer. I don't movie, y'all. I've seen 8 Mile a hundred times. Of course but you have. I, I don't move. Do I movie? No. No. Okay. So those are all movies and I'm out. Right. Okay. Well, that breaks my Harry Potter loving heart. Harry, <laughs> Potter. Harry Potter loving heart. I made you a Harry Potter showpiece in school. You did. It's I did. true, but you didn't know yes. what you were doing. It's fine. So that's Whatever. fine. Um, love the books. Love the movies. Harry Potter all the way. I saw Twilight. <laughs> no. I did. Yeah, no. My 65-year-old mother made me. Yeah, I'm moving yeah. you out. Okay. Um, so, uh, the Golden Compass series. What's that? Uh, those those would be my sort of um, fantasy that I like. Um, if I, the movies or the books? The movie was terrible. Did you yeah. see that? That was like Daniel an abomination. Craig. It was the worst. I almost cried. Um, but the books themselves. But if I had to pick from that list for the movies... Um, I think we're a tie between Harry Potter. Potter. <laughs> <laughs> we are big fans. We're, we're super yes. big fans. Um, Huffle, whatever they're called, over here. I want to be in Gryffindor. I don't know what's happening. It's fine. It's fine. Um, Not in my depth. Harry Potter slash Lord of the Rings. There is something about Lord of the Rings when you had high school and you had to read all those oh, 9,000 yeah. pages that when you see it in the movie, you're like, oh, it all makes sense now. Um, we don't so. do rapid fire. Welcome to working with us. This yep. is what our workday looks like. Where we're like, let's just talk about this real quick. And an hour and a half later, we maybe have a solution. Yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> Sweet. All right. Well, that'll uh, about sum up our podcast for today. Uh, thanks, guys, for coming out. Uh, Thank this you. was really fun. And uh, yeah, so real quick, what are you excited about making in the next three months for Poppy Tins? Like, can you. Uh, <laughs> it's always a good thing yeah. okay. we have we just actually launched today our pie pre-sale for thanksgiving so we have some really fun flavors that we're really excited about we have a pumpkin pie with maple meringue which is just so good they're stellar and um a coconut cream pie chocolate cream pie um so we're 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 deep in the throes of our pie making right now so that'll be really fun and we have some really great fall flavors coming out too and this will definitely release before thanksgiving so if someone wants to pre-order a pie how does that work? The best place to find us is online. You can go to poppytins.com or find us on Instagram and you can follow the link tree and get to the pie order page from there. We're doing pre-orders. They'll close two weeks before Thanksgiving. Awesome. All right. Well, you heard it here first. Actually, that's probably not true, but uh, yeah, thanks for coming. This <laughs> thank was you great. for having us. Uh, y'all go try Poppy Tins uh, as soon as you can. And Please. thank you for listening to Startup Heroes. This podcast brought to you by Hive Think Media. If you like this podcast and you want to stay in the know of what's going on with us, follow us at Hive Think Media on Instagram or check us out at HiveThinkMedia.com. Thank you for listening.